boost your skin with new Hemp's Beauty Actives. These body lotions combine high-powered ingredients with our signature best-selling formula and amazing scents to meet your unique skin needs. Choose from brightening vitamin C, hydrating hyaluronic acid, plant-based bakuchiol, an anti-aging retinol alternative, or firming ceramides plus B3. All are vegan and cruelty-free and hydrate with 100% pure hemp seed oil. Now available at hemp.com, Ulta Beauty, and other retailers. This week, we are proud to be sponsored by Splash Learn, a game-based math learning program for children in year one to six. It's curriculum aligned and makes learning really fun. And it's a program that will turn our pupils into fearless learners, exactly what we want them to be. So stay tuned as we'll talk more about it, including their fantastic springboard math competition, how you can get involved and use it to really boost maths in your classroom. Hello and welcome to episode 76, season 4, episode 16 of Two Mr. P's in a Podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. Welcome back, guys, for another lockdown episode. This will be the last, the last homeschooling episode, um, or the last episode we record while everyone's doing the home learning, because as of next week, schools will be... Uh, back open to every child. Not that schools have ever been closed. Get that one in there. I, know, I was going to say, I was gonna, surely, surely after the this morning appearance, he's not going to come out on the pod and be like, schools are reopening. No, no, no. Schools are going to be welcoming back all of the pupils. And I'm sure I speak on behalf of every teacher and every school staff member who've had to endure remote teaching and I'm sure it's the same for all the kids as well and of course parents they cannot wait for the 8th of March and um, yeah it's, I'm just I'm just looking forward to getting back to the usual routine um, you know as much as I love technology as much as it's amazing and it's been incredible in supporting remote learning you know it doesn't ever replace and this is what I sell my training it never ever replaces that genuine you know face-to-face interaction and so um yeah come next week everyone's gonna be back and uh it won't be long before we're back into the routine of things but you might have heard at the beginning of the episode this week we are uh, proud to be sponsored by Splash Learn what's Splash Learn again right well Splash Learn is this brilliant uh maths program uh, it is curriculum aligned. It just covers everything. And it's a fantastic way. I mean, it's a great tool for your remote teaching. And it's also really good to use in class. Um, there was an advert at the beginning of the app that mentioned some of the brilliant features. But what's exciting is they have like the biggest uh, maths competition in the US. So they have this springboard competition. Um, it has thousands of children, schools involved. And they are bringing that springboard competition to the UK this year. So you can get yourself signed up and it's just going to be, there's loads of prizes up for grabs, 
but both myself, Adam's going to get his class signed up as well and you're going to be able to compete. So I think it's a great way. What I love about it is obviously we're talking a lot about recovery curriculum, catch up, all that sort of stuff. This is a great way in which you'll be able to do that. You'll be able to plug the gaps with your maths uh, if there are any sort of gaps, but at the same time, just use it as a great way of bringing your class together. So as a team, they're going to be competing against other classrooms around the, the country. And there's going to be leadership boards, all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, your class might then end up winning some prizes. So I think some of the benefits that will come from it are amazing. It's absolutely free to get involved with. So yeah, get yourself signed up because it will be a good one. Um, And I'll put this out now. My class will be wiping the floor with your class, Adam. I'm just going to put that (laughs) out there. I'm trash talking now. I'll I'll take any of you on. My class will be winners. I'll go straight to it. I'll go straight to the the governors of Splash Learn and get you get you banned, disqualified, chucked off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no, but it sounds to be fair. It sounds amazing. I mean, like there's nothing like that little bit of a competitive nature, especially with something like maths. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it, I think it sounds amazing. Yeah, can't wait. Well, I, I, they, it takes me back to those days. Um, when I was at school in year four and the teacher at the time, we've talked about him previously on the old pod many moons ago, Mr. Marciniak, um, oh, yeah. legend of his time. He was obsessed with the beat the calculator game for, for maths for your times tables, which was everyone would stand up in the class. He'd have his calculator there and he'd give you a sum. And if you could answer it before he typed it in his calculator, um, you you stay in the you stay in the game. I mean, it as a teacher now, I look back and just think, what a what an amazing way of just wasting an afternoon because it would take forever. You got thirty kids in the class, and you're asking them all a question, and then if they get it wrong or they don't answer in time, they sit down. He'd kill easily forty five minutes with that a day, and I look back thinking he was the master of winging it. Um, so those beat the calculator games. I I used to come out on top. I was so hot on my times tables back in the day thanks to a certain carol vorderman uh did did mum still have those tapes when you were learning your times did you did you learn your time yeah, tables? They, yeah they were yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't even you, that in your like that. you know for a fact i was absolute and i'm mum and dad will back this i was absolute dynamite at my times tables and going back it was my year four teacher um, Mr. O'Brien, who have re- who have uh, also praised as being the kind of teacher that basically helped me realise some of my potential. Not all of it, but some <laughs> of it. Um, and he, and this is the craziest thing he used to do, and I'm sure people, um, you know, who were in my class would remember, he used to do this times table game and uh, it was called the Grand National. Right. And he did it on the board. And I think every jump was like a question. I, I can't remember exactly what it was. Did you used um, to have a bet? Was he a bit of a gambler back in the day? You got to know where the room. Like, maybe his wife was like, listen, you can't be going to the bookies anymore. And he's like, I need to get my fix. <laughs> and then yeah. just start. Yeah, me putting, me putting two froobs on my horse. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll bet my two froobs. Big Mottazed's putting his Dairy Lee dunkers in. <laughs> um, Betty Falou. 
No, it's a, but I'd love if any like old school teacher is listening to this and knows of some sort of grand national style horse racing times table game. I used to love it. I used to lose a lot of my dinner. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But I used to, uh, I used to love it. But yeah, my times tables were dynamite. You ask well, mum and dad, I used to be quality. Well, my, my I remember mum bought a Carol Vorderman uh, cassette tape, which had all the times tables in the form of songs, and she just would put it on in the car, and we just have to listen to Carol Vorderman banging out these times tables. Uh, anthems and and that's how I learned uh, but you say there if there's any old school teachers I'm an old school teacher that's what I don't think you get many teachers now who are doing over sort of 20 years really they are they are the last of a dying breed if you're over 10 if you've done a decade no. in the classroom you are a straight up OG um, yeah no you're, not, no, you're talking like um, look at that woman who was on Ant and Deck yeah. You know, she's she's uh she put in a hell of a stint. But you're talking so Mr. O'Brien, my old year four teacher. So let's have a little think, shall we? So year four. How old was year four? How old she is the maths? Uh eight. eight, eight, nine, and eight. Eight, eight going on nine. Right, eight, nine. So that's um <laughs> that's about tw- 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 <laughs> twenty-two years ago. <laughs> twenty-two years ago, right? So I'd say he was, when he taught me, I rate he was probably in his 30s, maybe reaching his 40s. Right. So take him at, take him at 38, because that makes the maths easier. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd be hitting the 60, wouldn't he? So, you know, I'd, I'd, love, to, I'd love to reconnect with Mr. O'Brien. Mr. Uh, O'Brien, he, he, was, he, he became a head teacher somewhere, didn't he? I'm sure he became, he, yeah, he did. Because obviously at our old primary school, um, the uh, one of the teachers is now the head teacher there, isn't it? And she yeah, was yeah. there in our day. Yeah. Um, again, I've not seen not seen her in ages. Uh, they, but came Marcinia, on, um, I mean, they came on some of my training a couple of years back. Really? Yeah. But yeah. that was weird. You're not yeah. asked you to do your Elvis. I bet they were all waiting. <laughs> I bet, I bet the teacher said, like, I bet you does Elvis at the end. Bet you does Elvis. Bet he finishes with an Elvis encore. Just going back to that, <laughs> going back to that uh, Ant and Deck um, teacher thing. It was brilliant, by the way. It was great that, you know, teachers were given a bit of um, a bit of a platform, a bit of a thank you, given everything that we've, we've done through this pandemic. You, you don't seem to get it anywhere else. But did you clock the point? Because it was like, thank you, miss. That's what they kept saying, weren't they? Thank you, miss. Yeah, did yeah. you clock? Because there was a point where I was like, no, they've not just done that. So do you know where they redesigned her classroom? Oh, do you mean where they, they, they wrote on the board in permanent <laughs> They wrote marker. on the smart board. On a smart board. They wrote in permanent marker, thank you, miss. What? Yeah, but wasn't it? Didn't it? Didn't it come out afterwards that there was paper on it? Oh, was there? Yeah, yeah. No, I oh, didn't. I don't know. Obviously, this is the thing with teachers: you're celebrating someone's success, but then when you see a mistake <laughs> of that, of that kind of disgusting nature, you're just <laughs> yeah. a bit like it ruins it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did they just ruin that smart board? Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was yeah, a- it was a lot. 
A lot of people were up in arms. <laughs> yeah, it was an old, it was an old smart board as well. So I was thinking, does that actually work? It was one of those smart boards, you know, like um, the ones where you'd have to orientate, like before every lesson, you'd have to, you know, tap. It'd come up like in each corner, you'd need to tap it to orientate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as you They're finished it, you'd school. write in the top left in it and end up in the right, right corner every time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've ditched them now. We've got, we just have, you just use the iPads to mirror. Um, but anyway, so going back to like maths and stuff, if you are interested in a more updated, here's your tech tip for anyone listening. If you're interested in, uh, updating the old beat the calculator game, or if you've got like 15 minutes spare, uh, you've already read your class, your class book. You're thinking, what can I do here to kill a bit of time? Here's, here's your go-to little idea. You get your iPad or you get, um, probably not your phone to be fair, ask Siri, right? So you just get the kids to stand up. You go, hey, Siri, you're hit with a maths fact. You, you know, it can be number bonds, division, fractions, whatever it might be. The kids need to answer before Siri. But you give it the big and you're like, right, children, I know you think you're a master of your times tables, but you cannot consider yourself a master until you're able to beat the most advanced computer system in the world, a.k.a. Siri. And I tell you what, has them every time. The children absolutely love it. It's the exact same as Beat the Calculator, just an updated version. But I um, I put on my Facebook page the other day, I put a little <coughs> video, because I don't know if you've seen this trend on, um, it's on like TikTok where it's like, uh, tell me you're a such a thing without telling me you're a such a thing. Have you seen these little videos? Yeah, um, yeah, I have seen a few. Not, not many. Uh, I did say I saw one, which did make me laugh, and I'm sure I was going to bring it up on a previous set, but I don't think I did. And it was say something like, "Tell me," and it was like they said, you know, dead done up woman, and it was like, "Tell me you're rich without telling me you." And then (laughs) you got like people going like, someone actually said, "I went to McDonald's." And I got a large meal. And I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, it's not people, way here. People have like completely took the mick of just yeah, day-to-day mick, things, yeah. but making it out like you did well for you. Um, so I put one on, on TikTok, which was like, share your favorite maths fact. Like what is your fact? Because I think sometimes we don't really promote how amazing maths is. And, um, and I've got to be honest, like, I, I, was, I was amazing at maths at school like I did maths up to a level um struggled with it at a level it was well beyond my uh, capacity by that time but when it comes to teaching it I probably don't enjoy teaching maths as much as I do other subjects and I think purely from my point of view as someone who likes to be quite creative it you can't really be that creative with maths it's very matter of fact but that doesn't mean it can't be fun and it can't be engaging I just like to I prefer teaching English purely because of the creativity and the way that tech can then turn things into you know really impressive end products but I think we need to try and promote a maths a little bit more so I put this on up on Facebook and we got a fair few comments so my go-to maths fact the one that I always love throwing out there is you can work out if any number is in the three times tables by adding the digits of that number. And if the total of the digits is in the three times tables, that number 
is in the three times tables. Now, again, if you're a teacher who needs to kill a little bit of time, this is a great one to just throw out there and just get the kids to test it out for like 10 minutes, you know, a little bit of trial and error. So let's say we take uh, the number 270, let me think, 273, right? So you add the two and the seven makes nine. You add the three, that makes 12. So 273 will be in the three times tables. Um, so that's my favorite. What's your favorite, your favorite maths fact? I, you know, I like to keep it simple. Um, just the old nine times tables on your yeah. fingers is, is just nice and easy. So you go like, obviously you count up one down one, don't you? So it's yeah. like, um, so you go, you go, <laughs> you do go, you go, um, like, well, you know, <laughs> you go 18. Yeah, I'm trying to think which way. Go ahead. No, but you go like 18. So two times nine. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's obviously, you know, one, two. So it's basically one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Yeah. And you can use your hands you as well, I mean. can't you? So if it's three yeah, times nine, there. you put your third finger down. So you've got 20 and then you've got seven. That's, that's, the... Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Well, I couldn't really do it. I couldn't really explain that. Uh, on a podcast <laughs> because obviously a lot of people may be driving and I don't, I don't want think them to it's be counting anything I don't want people the to podcast. be counting the nines yeah apparently <laughs> that, that that's a quality one yeah that times three times it. tables trick is the same for nines as well so if you add up the digits and the total of the digits is in the nine times table the number is in the nine but then there was like loads of other really cool maths facts that people were commenting on so to add three consecutive numbers, you just multiply the number in the middle by three. So to work out 19 plus 20 plus 21, you just multiply 20 by three, which I think is pretty cool. Um, that is pretty cool. I like the, uh, do, 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 what's the, the percentage one? Have you seen that one? So no, go if, if, if you're given a question like 8% of 25, that's mm-hmm. the same as 25% of eight. So you can just really? swap them around. Yeah, yeah. So if, it, if it's initially a little bit harder, you can swap it, it around. So if it's like, um, you know, 18% of 50, you can just do 50% of eight. Oh, 18, was it? And that'll get you the answer. Yeah. Just just, just, just because my mind's... Like, I feel like I'm learning a bit here. But do you know... Because <laughs> obviously we talked about like the you know, the nine times tables, just staying on the nines for a minute. <laughs> um, you know, you, you were saying how it works, but so did we mention that like 18, one add eight is nine, 27, two add seven is nine. Yeah, yeah. 36, yeah. three add six. Then you go right up, you know, obviously you got 90, but then yeah. you got, then you keep going. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 well, 108, it's, 108, which is 12 times nine, one add zero eight I mean. is, is That's nine. what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a bit crazy. I mean, we often say this is an educational podcast where you won't learn anything, but I think this episode, we are changing. Here's one, quite a useless fact, but I had to learn the 52 times tables when I worked in a casino. Why is that to do with roulette? 
What times tables? 52. 52. Um, How do you need to learn the 52 times tables if you work in a casino? Not sure. Casinos, you'd need to know your 36 times tables. Yeah. Anyway, the trick to this is if it's an even number, you halve it for the first part of the answer, then double the number for the second part. So 52 times 24, for example, would be 1,248. 12 from halving 24 and 48 from doubling it. As if? Yeah. But I then mean, a lot, of the, a lot of these, you know, it's kind of like when, when we talk about things like um, pie charts yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, when realistically in my life or in children's lives, are they going to be put on the spot for their 52 times tables? I'm just, you know... <laughs> There's certain, things, there's certain things I hope I hope none of the kids do. Seeing me down in my luck kind of Saturday <laughs> night. Um, but like, do you know what I mean? It's like certain things need to be taught to children. I'm just not sure that the 52 times tables is one. Yeah, imagine if it was a case of like children, we're going to do a unit on counting cards and then we're going to go on a little trip <laughs> to Vegas. <laughs> Like that film, 21. Yeah. My favourite facts from all of these are the ones where people have started using, like, music and rhyme to remember certain facts. So, uh, Joanna's put it, Beyonce maths, to the left, to the left. When you times by 10, you move one column to the left. <laughs> to the left, to the left. Um, I also like, I ate an eight and was sick on the floor, so eight times eight is 64. But my favourite, <laughs> my favourite is the Steps. The step, so you know the, the Steps anthem, Steps the band, uh, 90s throwback. Tragedy! No, not Tragedy, but their biggest hit wasn't Tragedy because that was a cover of, um, of the Gibster one. It wasn't, wasn't Tragedy originally yeah, by, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, by the Gibster. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, go on, biggest, biggest hit of Steps. Uh, well, it's got to be, uh, got to get in line. Five, five six, six, seven, seven eight. So five, six, seven, eight, 56 is seven times eight. It's time to begin. Five, six, seven, eight. My rootin' scootin' baby is driving. So there we go. <laughs> There's your mass fact, because that is the one times table that is the hardest to remember, apparently, because there's no pattern to your sevens. So you bait, you effectively learn your sevens by learning all the others. But seven times eight, just remember the step song. Five, six, seven, eight. My rootin' scootin' baby, driving me crazy. That is good. That is good. And then also remember with steps, when you're ever painting a sky, use a deeper shade of blue. <laughs> <laughs> that was them, wasn't it? Was that them? Was it? Is that not one bit yet? And just, um, I was rattling my brain thinking, think of a steps joke, dog. Come on. <laughs> and um, I swear they did they did deeper shade of blue, I'm sure. And then they did, didn't they do uh, better than the devil, you know? Was it that one? I can't remember. I I can only remember if if that was like a pointless question, name a step song, I would not be getting zero. Oh, is it'd be five, six, seven, that. eight, or tragedy. 
But they did that. A deeper shade of blue, I'm sh- I'm positive. Because I'm sure, uh, I'm sure there was a song where where me and Ryan, the other other Mr. P, uh, used to laugh at how cheesy is it Lee Latchford Evans? <laughs> and it was either the guy out of steps. There was one called how, like, it was Lee, Lee, Lee Latchford Evans. Yeah, Lee and H, yeah, but like Lee was just kind of like dancing, just going like deep shade of blue. <laughs> and it was just like, honestly. I mean, fair play, steps, legends, but I think of all the nineties bands when we went through that pop, like cheesy pop phase, they were the cheesiest of bands, weren't they? Oh yeah. They they, like, they were. Cause S Club Seven. They had a bit of cheese, but there was also... They were a bit cooler, weren't they? Uh, well, yeah, seven. they were. They, 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 they had the TV show as well, didn't they? They, they had, like... Because yeah. I'm sure that was right plum in my kind of liking that trashy TV. And uh, S Club 7 used to have that, that... You know, what was there was the show called, S Club 7? Or, like, I swear they were, like, in Miami or something, weren't they? And... That- they can't remember. get themselves into like really like ridiculous situations and they, they were like they were the classic show where your parents would be like what is this rubbish you know what is this rubbish it's like bradley's just choked on an apple dad would you let would you leave it off but our dad loved it because of rachel stevens he was tuned in oh for a, yeah she was uh what, she was what, a babe what was back that in the Sweet Dreams, my LAX. Was that a tune? I can't remember. I can't oh, come remember. on. You're letting me down here. Oh, I my knowledge of those sort of songs, because that was when I was going through my uh, my hip-hop phase. Hoobity. Hoobity. <laughs> um, that's, how our, uh, that's how our Welsh uh, art teacher at school used to speak, <laughs> wasn't it? Hoobity. <laughs> but yeah, S Club 7 was cooler. Who is what? What, what um, other cool? Which other cool? Like really cringy nineties bands? I, did you I actually like? Um, I like. Well, obviously, five were five yeah. were head and shoulders for coolness. I didn't mind a bit of A One, um, because A One A One were when they did the cover of Take on Me. Yeah, I was like, yeah, these 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 are all right. A One. Um, I Not mean, for but me. I, I think. Different eras, like you know, because look at uh, look at nine one one. When you look back at nine one one, they were they were cheese of the highest degree. I was always gutted uh, that hearsay never got more of a. Remember the first band to win pop stars or whatever they were called. Yeah, yeah, no. Because Liberty yeah. X went. Liberty X ended up being more successful, weren't they? Yeah, maybe one. my my like Kim Kim is is a funny one for you, right? It's a funny one for you. Um, this is this is a bit of an O completely, but this is from the original. This is from the the O father, the old <laughs> godfather of the O O B. O B spent his whole life thinking that Beverly Knight was in Liberty <laughs> X, <laughs> right? And then when we're when we're at mine once. <laughs> Beverly Knight, we were, you know, flicking on the music channels and Beverly Knight uh, was just singing. And OB was like, no way. As if that one from Liberty X, you know, the girl from Liberty X has uh, gone solo. And we were like, 
that's Beverly Knight. <laughs> like, what are you on about? Honestly, Kim always remembers it because Kim was a massive. Can you believe this? My wife, my darling wife, and this could have changed us, was a massive Liberty X fan. And it, it's still kind of, I'm like, what? Why? You're the only one. She's been to see him, I'm pretty sure. Was, uh, but it was I... just that tune on it, that yeah. just a little. Yeah. Sexy. Everything yeah. about you so sexy. It's quite risque at the time. But do you reckon, were, were Liberty X still around when you used to have like fan clubs? Did you ever join a fan club? Because <laughs> like bands used no, to have, so this was pre-internet, bands used to have like uh, official fan clubs that you could join and you'd write and you'd you'd get like updates. And all. I think the only one I joined was, um, I think I joined the Oasis one. Back in the day, like the Oasis fan club. Uh, you, you you asked for them. I always remember at Christmas when you got them Oasis glasses. <laughs> from one from the video, Don't Look Back in Anger. It was like it was like you were so ashamed of the Elvis days. You were doing everything you could to be cool. Suddenly, like suddenly coming into me when I was having my having my breakfast, like, yeah, right, our kid. Shut up, Lee. You want about? Why aren't you calling me your teddy bear anymore? <laughs> I, I did go through a few stages. I went from Elvis in my in my you know pre you know l- younger than ten. Then I went through my Elvis phase. Pre-pubescent. Yeah, and then it was Oasis for a few years, probably like year seven, eight, and then from about year eight, it was strictly rap and hip hop. That's when I went through. You my... could do this. You could do this about. How many hairs on your old nuts? <laughs> no hair on nuts, Elvis. Couple of hairs on nuts, Oasis. The absolute George W. <laughs> Rap. Yeah. And now it's just, like, I'm not really into any sort of music now. I just like a bit of everything. Quite eclectic, my music collection now. Quite nostalgic. I don't, I don't I'm not a fan of I- many new tunes. Like, there's no one out there at the minute that I'm like, much of a fan of my spotify playlists are all about my younger days a simpler time uh i'm a yeah i'm 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 similar i love all different i do like i do like some current stuff um i'm absolutely addicted to justin bieber's new one um i don't think i've even heard it it's called anyone um and it's like it's a bit slower but it's, it's such a great tune it's good video as well um, but no, my music taste, obviously people know from listening to the pod, you know, from the Michael Bolton concerts to all sorts, you know, my music taste is, is absolutely crazy. And I, I've always been a fan of cheese and, 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 uh, oh, we know pop, that. really, you know, I did, I did go through a little bit of like a soft rock kind of phase, but it never kind of. It was never like, oh, I'm leaving, I'm leaving steps behind. <laughs> it was always like, I'll have, I'll have my steps, but I'll also have my limp biscuit too. Um, but yeah, this makes me think, like, you know, at the minute, oh, fitness, getting, getting, um, getting shape, 
you need to do like 10,000 steps a day. I can imagine you interpreting that as just listening to <laughs> every step album for 10,000 minutes or whatever it might be. I've done Until my steps today. <laughs> Until my face turns a deep shape of blue. Good stuff. So, um, so yeah, how's your week been? Well, I have to admit, um, I've had a bit of a... <laughs> yeah, a bit of a crazy one, really. Um, obviously, we recorded the app last week. Uh, everything was going okay. You know, work was all right. I was, I was kind of slowly but surely because obviously we'd had half term, hadn't we? Then we went back, and then it was the announcements and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was really kind of trying my hardest to think right, just you know, keep up the morale, keep up the, the positivity, keep going kind of thing. And I was in school and I was doing my PE lessons with the key workers and vulnerables and was really enjoying it. Um, I did this, I did this football session actually, um, only with a couple of the, the, the little ones. And I, and I promised them for ages that we'd do some shooting. I said, I'll get a net in and we'll do some shooting practice. Because you know that when, you know, when kids are that young, they just want to score a goal and celebrate. That, that, and I love that. And I'm like, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. But I put on, I put on like the, the classic like um, footy music, you know, like, yeah. and I was going, Mario I want to see G. your best celebration. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I want to see your best celebration. Um and you know, it, it proper like lifted me. I was like, "Oh, this is good." This, and the kids were going, "This is the best PE lesson ever." And you know, that that's just like that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so so things are going all right, and then bang on Thursday, um, I got hit with a with a shielding letter. Um, right. So I've now been moved into like the highest uh, kind of vulnerable category yeah um obviously due to my i I don't know if the listeners know about my prior conditions (laughs) (laughs) um but you know it it, honestly it hit me like an absolute sack of spuds i was you know because i've been back since september yeah you know with all the children and uh you know and then obviously christmas came and then uh you know we only had the key work and but I was, I was, I was back. I was back doing what I was doing, and um, you know, with, with someone like my personality, you, you know, people can tell from the pod, and you know better than anyone. I'm, I'm, I'm a fidget. I, I need to be doing stuff. I need to have like a clear plan in my head about what I'm doing and where I'm going and what time certain things are. I'm a bit kind of on it like that. So I'm not gonna lie. It, it was. It was a bit of a shock to the old system, but on the flip side, obviously there are these new variants and and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So better to be safe than sorry. And, you know, I have got a young family and, and stuff, but do you know what it is? It's, I know that, I know that the kind of like my PE lessons will be getting taken care of by probably an outside agency or whatever it may be, whatever's allowed. Yeah. And I'm a proper jelly baby. I don't like it. I don't like people coming in on my turf teaching my kids. I, I'm, I'm territorial. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, I, I'm a bit like, because I've been doing so well. And, and yeah, so yeah, to cut a 
Well, I was going to say to cut a long story short, to cut this long story <laughs> a tiny bit shorter. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's been a, it's been a tough couple of uh, tough tough couple of days doing like this on on, a, on an evening. Obviously, does does help me massively. It's, it's just it's just a shame. I'll get through. Hopefully, things will get kind of sorted, and then after uh, my time's up, um, you know, I'll be back to doing what I do best. But it's yeah. So it's been a bit. What are you laughing at? <laughs> just when you say when my time's up, what are you talking about? Dying. <laughs> you know, when my time's up, I'll uh, look back on my life and yeah. Nah, when I death mean, comes, I'm not afraid. I mean, yeah. I mean, my I I was the same, but like I think because I'm only in part time, I. Uh, I and and again, sort of my role is a little bit different. I mean, I was in last week and with the year two kids for the whole day, and um, as much as I was, as much as I enjoyed it, it absolutely knackered me. Like, because it's been so long f- since I've been in a class, because I've been sort of shielding in that, and um, it was great. But I was so tired. Do you know what? I was, do you know what really hit me? Like wearing shoes, like I don't think I've worn shoes since before Christmas. Like I've not worn a pair of shoes. Like it's either nothing because I'm in my house or trainers, and and my feet were so sore last <laughs> week. I was gonna say I'd hate, <laughs> hate. I bet your feet were like a teenager's face. <laughs> what are you covered. About? No, just covered in like sores. No, my feet are fine. They just they were just sore. They were just aching. They were just sore. Um, I bet they reeked as well. Nah, my feet don't stink. Your feet stink. My feet diabetes, mate. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is. You, um, you laugh at that every time, but that's an absolute stone cold fact. Yeah, you blame everything on your diabetes. <laughs> you could literally anything like. Uh, why do you you know why do you stink why fart so smelly diabetes you just well, got it in your fair, locker again you're bringing up you're bringing up something that I'm not known for well you say that you say that if if Adam farts in the woods and there's no one there to hear him does it still stink <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I don't I don't do it in front of my wife and I think that's why I have been described by pod listeners as husband goals, but husband goals with seriously internal issues because I hold so many in. I'm really smelly feet. <laughs> Diabetes. You don't... I, I did what I just, I did what I just um, say one thing. There's, uh, there's someone messaged on Insta. So again, I know I always give it a shout out, but uh, the the two Mr. P's Insta is the one that I run, uh, and it's just got kind of a little bit more Illegally. of the, the other. <laughs> I take charge. I'm the other Mr. P. I'm the other Mr. P. I take charge. <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's just basically the other Mr. P's bants uh, and just pod stuff. So. If you do, if you are on Instagram, go to at two Mr. P's podcast and give it a follow. Someone messaged uh, Lucy. I don't, I'm not going to give surnames, obviously. And uh, th- this is funny, this. It says, hi, Mr. P's. I had a dream about you both last night. Oh, I. Oh, I indeed. 
Dream or nightmare? We were all... Well, it says dream, but you you be the judge. <laughs> um, we were all working at the same school and we're on a school trip. No idea where we were going. You know what dreams are like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I see T Mr. P, the teacher was our bus driver. And it turns out he'd had one too many martinis. <laughs> I don't think I've ever drank a martini in my life. <laughs> but you know what dreams are like? <laughs> Those crazy dreams. Um, he kept driving through people's front gardens and bumping into walls. He then got up and walked to the back of the bus saying... Don't worry, everyone. The bus knows where it's going. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, the other Mr. P, the HLTA, and then this is the funniest bit about this dream, open brackets, obviously the sensible brother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this clearly is a dream. Stood up and shouted, Oi, sit down and sober up. You've got a busload of people to look after. (laughs) I'd be more like, hey, pass us a martini. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said, it was then that I woke up relieved I wasn't on the bus, but actually really gutted that I didn't know you or didn't work with you. (laughs) (laughs) What a weird dream. What a weird, weird dream. eh? You can't, you can't be, you can't be a proper weird dream. (laughs) The ones that kind of shake you to your boots are the weirdest. Yeah. Like, you know, when you wake up well annoyed at your partner and it's like, you know, it could just be over something like your partner at your burger without knowing in your dream. And I'm not talking to my partner for days. There was not <laughs> even a burger. Just a dream. Yeah. So, um, talking of obviously getting back into school and all the kids getting back in school, I'm quite... I'm really looking forward to my kids going back because my children managed to do something that I don't think any other child will have managed to do during remote learning. Right. So get this. I think they must, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that this is the only, they've only got, so I reckon there's obviously a few examples of kids who might have been uh, inappropriate or a little bit naughty on a zoom and therefore have to, have to leave, have to be removed by the teacher. But I think the reason my kids got thrown out of a Zoom the other day is quite unique. So I'm up in this room here. So this is up um, upstairs where I do all my like videos and uh, training sessions. And I can just hear the kids downstairs doing the boot camp um, Zoom. So the teacher gets all the chat and they're all doing all sorts of exercises, that sort of thing. And then I hear, I, I can just hear a bit of commotion. And then it was followed by, right, Harry, Charlie, that's it. You're gone, right? <laughs> they, were, they were removed. They were thrown out of the Zoom lesson for fighting with each other, right? Which um, I could, they were both flabbergasted. I don't think they quite realised that the camera was on and the teacher could see what they were doing, which included throwing, throwing, you know, cushions at each other. One of them had the, the other one in a headlock, that sort of thing. Oh, did they feel the wrath? 
I was fuming. I was like, have you just got thrown out of that Zoom lesson? And you can see him both just utter shell shock, like, did that really happen? And I, how dare, how embarrassing is it that your teachers spotted you in a class of 30 messing around? And what's funny with my three now is usually it'll be two of them. It's very rare that all three of them are in trouble. It's either one or two. So the one who's not in trouble, they love, they will literally stand by me. And I'm like giving them a real good, and you can see out the corner of my eye, Lily, just loving life. Cause she was fine. She was, and they always have to butt in. <laughs> this is the thing now. They always have to try and get one over each other. So I'll be like, and you two are fighting on screen in front of your teacher and they've warned you. And then you've got thrown out. That is ridiculous. And Lily will be like, yeah, it is ridiculous. <laughs> Just like, this has nothing to do with you. Pipe down. But they love, uh, it was hilarious because they were both just like little lost puppies. They couldn't believe that they'd managed to get thrown out of this lesson. And I was like, right, you can sit there and you can write a letter of apology and we'll send it to your teacher. And um, because it wasn't the actual class teacher, it was someone else who does the boot camp. So the class teacher ended up phoning Claire to make us. And we were like, yeah, we're very aware. And, And Lee's dealt with it. But it was just, it made me laugh thinking, I bet there's not another child who's been thrown out of a virtual lesson for fighting, <laughs> but my two have managed to do it. That was quite, in, yeah, That's, so that, 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 that was a highlight of my week. Just my boys just getting thrown out of a Zoom lesson, which was quite good. Um, See, that, that, that kind of stuff, that, that's the kind of thing that needs to go viral. You know, <laughs> that, that, that should have been put on the two Mr. P's Facebook group like yeah. oh sympathy for you teachers look at these two little rascals <laughs> but the thing is they fight they fight like we used to fight when we were younger where it wasn't a proper fight it was just you know the, the sort of unwritten rules where it's like right we'll fight but there's nothing above the neck you do, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the sort of thing they do like it's dead arms or headlocks or nuggies you know that's the sort of yeah. fighting they do it's not like um do you remember those brothers that Ryan used to play football with who used to literally have full-on, oh. like, UFC, MMA battles? Yeah, we, we've, spoke, we've, spoke about, we've spoke about them on the... Uh, we spoke about them on the pod before. And, uh, oh, my goodness. They, they were violent. <laughs> I mean, that, the, the cricket fight heard around the world will live on. Yeah, but I'm sure I have said that, but it, 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 yeah, wow. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's like you say, don't touch the face, don't touch the privates. <laughs> yeah. You know, anything else is good to go. Um, Those unwritten yeah. rules of just pure dead arms and dead legs. That's all it is. Um, but yeah, and then and then there was there was, on Thursday uh, when I was in school. So man, kid. Um, and I've got a really funny man kid story that I'm going to save for the live ep um, at the end of the term because it was absolutely hilarious, but I'll save that one. Um, but poor man kid. <laughs> you know, there's certain things that you can do in school that you sort of never live down. You know, if you make the the, the mistake, it, it will stay with you. And man kid made the mistake. I think he got away with it purely because there's literally no one in school because of the key worker situation. You know, there's only half a, I think our, our, we're up to capacity where it's like half a class per year group 
of, of vulnerable key worker children. So he sort of managed to get away with it. But can you guess what he ended up doing uh, last Thursday? Which I think if he was probably a little bit older, because I remember someone doing this in secondary school and he never lived it down. Uh, oh, oh, calling the teacher mum or something. No, although that is a good, that is a good example. You never live that down, do you? Yeah, if you call you. Oh. I can never get me a drown when I get called mum. Like the children will call me mum. Like, look at my, <laughs> how hairy is your mum's beard? <laughs> like, it's a damn titties. Um. Well, obviously, this Thursday is World Book Day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So go on, I'll give you... What did he do last Thursday? Oh, he came in dressed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no. He came no. into school in his book character, and his mum had apparently been up to, like, half one making the costume, and he'd rocked into school, and it wasn't even the right date. It wasn't even the right date. Oh, I felt everyone felt so sorry for him. Um, was it I'm a good costume think, at least? You what? Was it a good costume at least? No. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was. Well, I'll tell you what it was. <laughs> what, what, what answers that? No. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it, he. I'll tell you why it was. It wasn't even a book character. He'd done the, he'd, he'd come in as a character from a film. And you know, there are certain teachers that will just not accept that. Oh, it's like you've got to come I, as a book. Yeah. This is World Book Day, not World Film that I don't really care, to be honest. I'm just like, yeah, you've made the effort. Happy days. You know. Yeah, but with um, every film, with every film, there's like, you know, for example, say you wanted to come as, a, I don't know, Nemo, for example. You know, and Nemo is a famous film. There is books of Finding Nemo. Yeah, you know what that, I mean. That's so a cop out in it. Those World Book Day, your English coordinators in every school won't accept that. Your reading court, your reading subject leaders, they're not having that. It's like it's got to be a book first. I think I think he came as Mike Wazowski. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think he came as Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc. <laughs> oh god i'm not having that nah mate take me home i'll get changed um bless him so uh... yeah yeah penfold you told me you were scholar why aren't you dressed as scholar <laughs> uh so he had to he had to go yeah he had to i, I don't I, I think i don't think he went home I think he obviously had some underneath and just got took it off. But yeah, well, yeah, bless him. But it is World Book Day. I mean, it's going to be a different sort of World Book Day. Um, I probably talked about this before, but one thing that really annoys me are the grumpy old teachers who have a bit of a down on World Book Day and they're like, oh God, you know, this isn't going to make children love books. <laughs> Behave, you know. It's just a bit of a fun day like everyone knows you're not going to get children to love reading because of what you do on world book day but it can be quite a bit of fun and you can use it as a way of celebrating all the stuff you know you've got to be doing it day in day out if you want children to have a love and a passion for reading 
as school staff, as teachers, you need to model that and be role models. Everyone knows that, but there's no harm in then having a day where you can have a bit of fun, you can dress up, you can do some different activities to focus on reading. I just... They just you just get a couple of teachers because you'll start seeing it on Twitter where they're like, oh, here we go, World Book Day. Just have a bit of fun with it. So, you know, we're doing the Masked Reader Challenge that I, I posted about. We're doing a few different things just to promote a little bit of fun, you know, a little bit of love of reading. Nothing wrong with it, I don't think, but I just can't stand. Saying that, saying that, I've not yet got a costume. So I may well be that, that boring dull teach like well book day is not even real i love you know i'm I'm obviously not going to be able to to do it which is a devastator um because i remember if you remember because because uh my little boy max is turning two in a week's time just short of a week now yeah turns two and if you remember going back uh two years i told the story about i was the boy in the dress at school for World Book Day, kind of in in assembly, you know, prancing about, making the kids laugh. The boy in the dress, the but the, they say the boy in the dress, <laughs> the monster in the dress. And Have then I'm mistaking you for Miss Trunchbull. Have you got, got, Miss call, Trunchbull? Got, got the call uh, about obviously Kim going into labour and stuff. <laughs> so I had to drive home in a dress, just like Jesus. And she warned me. She was like, don't wear a dress. What if you have to come to the hospital? I was uh, like, it'll I'd be have, funny. I'd have loved the fact that it was emergency and you had to go to the hospital in a dress. That would have been amazing. Well, the you know, but the funny thing is, I did make it a little bit of a... I did make it a little bit of a, a thing over the years to to dress up um i used to dress up as a, as a girl obviously i've, I've i did dorothy <laughs> wait, one, wait. One year. for world book day or just no for world yeah, yeah, yeah for world book day because the good thing is it's it like you say it is that bit of fun and i always think that you know when you're a kid at school you don't always remember you know you don't remember everything but you do remember something like oh do you remember do you remember mr p the the guy who used to do all the sport when he came in dressed as dorothy i've got when i did that and i skipped down the assembly um hall in my last school and i'm not joking it was like a live show the 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 laughing from the kids and that's what it's all about i don't care about making myself look a bit of an idiot It, it it like you said it's about it's about you know, giving the children memories. That's what it's all about. Yeah. So I am, you know, and, and, and I like doing the old dressing up as a, as a woman or a girl character because it's just so, um, it, well, it's just so random. Ridiculous. And it's the shock factor of yeah. the kids and the parents. I mean, the parents is the funniest because <laughs> you'll see these, you'll see these like, I always remember at my old school when I did, uh, when I did Dorothy for the first time, and I went whole hog. I went full face of makeup. I had Toto in my little basket, everything. And um, I remember being outside and these dads who who would like normally be like, all right, Serge, what's United last night? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She United last night. Rubbish, won it? And I'd be like, yeah, tell me about it, mate. They looked at me and they were like. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. 
Seriously, make it stop. Thankfully, there's one company out there that's giving you a much-needed break. It's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. That's mintmobile.com slash switch. Sir? (laughs) (laughs) Still the same guy, dude! (laughs) But yeah, so I hope uh, I hope the children do have a you know decent World Cup day. But yeah, yeah, I, uh, but... we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? Right, I think we should get into some features. Um, I think the first feature, I think everyone's expecting this, but we're going to throw in a COVIDia of the week. So I will very quickly play the jingle. It's been a while since we've done an actual COVID year. I mean, we're trying to be a little bit more positive, but sometimes you just have to unleash. Um, do you know who I'm going to talk about here, Adam? Um, I mean, there's quite a lot uh, of people posting about it in the group. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... Did I mention that type one diabetes affects the eyes? I, I can't remember. Can't remember seeing it. Uh, I actually quite a lot of people. Oh, is it, is it an Ofsted person? Yeah. Well, the ex head of Ofsted. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I did see. It. Yeah. Yeah. I did Matt, see it. Is, is it sorry, is it the? I don't want to. I don't want to steal your thunder. But is it the one where it's about teachers putting the liars on the line? Yeah. 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 What a yeah. knob. Carry on. <laughs> Well, my, Mickey Wilshire, uh, Michael Wilshire, for, uh, apparently he's a sir, um, but I don't know how he's managed that because I, I, I just don't think I've ever come across anyone. So, I mean, I'm not aware of much of his work. All I know is that he was head of Ofsted for a while. And I think he was head of Ofsted when Ofsted were at its most toxic. So, you know, I've talked about how my opinion on Ofsted is that I think they're trying to break a lot of, and dispel a lot of the myths around Ofsted as far as they expect things done a certain way. And I think the biggest issue with Ofsted now are with the schools who play up to it, who let it consume them, who, you know, every decision they make in a school isn't out of the best interest for the kids, but what they think Ofsted want to see. And I think Ofsted ultimately now are just visiting schools saying, right, show us how you do this let's make sure it's having an impact. You know, it's that sort of thing. But when Ofsted were at its worst and it was so toxic and it was very negative, it was when this Michael Wilshire was at the, at the head. Um, And I've just, I've just never come across someone who is so influential in education yet clearly hates teachers as much as this tube. Like it really annoys me. He's given any sort of platform because for someone who is involved in education, who's had a career in education, I don't think I've ever come across someone who hates teachers as much as this 
absolute, like you said, not bad. Um, so basically, he's on he's on this he's on Newsnight or something like that, and they're talking about bringing schools back. And again, this is the thing: it's not teachers who don't want to reopen schools. Every school staff knows the best place for children is in the classroom. We want to be back. I can't think of any teacher who would prefer to be doing remote learning over being in school. The issue has already always been around safety. But again, it's this, this idea that it's the teachers who don't want to come back. No, no, we want to come back if it's safe. And then he's coming in and he's been making comments about extending the summer holidays uh, or narrow, you know, not having as many summer holidays to play catch up. And yeah, he made the comment saying that. And this is what really, really annoys me is when people compare one profession to another. So he was basically saying, if you look at the sacrifice that the NHS staff have made, if you look at the way that they've, uh, they've been in a position where they were, you know, they've, they've sacrificed themselves and put their lives at risk. Teachers should be doing the same. I'm like, no, they should. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hello. No. Like, why, why do you have to make that comparison? Like, doctors are amazing. NHS staff, unbelievable. There's no discussion around that, is there? The dedication, the hard work, the sacrifice that the NHS have made in this situation has been unreal. But that doesn't, you know, it's not the same. Teachers aren't, this isn't the same. That is, that career, that, that career is, there's always been an element, if you go into being a doctor, you know, you're going to have to make life or death choices. You, get, you, you know, there might be the, you've only got to watch Grey's Anatomy to see how <laughs> doctors put themselves at risk each and every day. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, yeah. But teachers aren't the same. And it winds me up because every time you make some sort of statement about, teachers having to put themselves at risk and blah, blah, blah. You'll always get people in the comments coming out with things like, um, yeah, but what about us shop workers? Do you not think we've been putting ourselves? And it's like, no one's saying that. No one's base, No one's saying that teachers are more important or teachers, you know, this is it. We're just saying as teachers, we don't think it's safe or as teachers, we've been uh, open all the way through and we have been putting ourselves it's just this constant, like, no one can sort of accept and say, oh, actually, yeah, it has been tough for teachers. It's always like, yeah, but you got to think about how much worse it's been for NHS staff. Yeah, we know. We know how bad it's been for NHS staff, but we're not that. We're, we, we can only speak about what we're having to deal with. And to have someone who's associated with education, who's even got a knighthood or a sir, whatever it might be, yet will quite gladly slag off teachers and just make us out to be you know uh to not be dedicated to not be hard working which we are but ultimately no career should be you know one should be choosing a career willing to give up their lives because a job is is that it's a job and we always say look teaching is incredibly consuming it's very quickly to it's very easy to be in a job like teaching where it completely consumes you and you end up dedicating too much time and you don't find the balance right because you know you want to do your best and you want to care for the children but you've got to find that balance between doing your best 
but understanding that there are other people and other things in your life you've got to spend time with as well. You know, that's really important, isn't it? Um, striking that sort of balance. And, and it just winds oh, you should be willing to sacrifice your life. No. Well, it's per- a job. Personally, it's- yeah, it's that, you know, talking on the point of like other professions and stuff, it, everyone just needs to just, to just, you know, I, I don't know how to word this. It's like, like you said, the, the respect levels and the admiration for the NHS staff during this whole thing has never been questioned. Yeah. You know, we, we take our hats off to each and every one of them. And, but I'm also extremely proud. I'm not like more proud or, or I feel like teachers and school staff have done more, but I'm also, I'm also very, very proud of teachers. And I'm also, also very, very proud of shop workers. It's like, you can be, you can be, it's like football players. You can like a football player from another team. You just don't have to support the team. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can respect class. You can respect heart and determination. You can respect that. You, you don't need to go on about, oh, this person's done this, so you should do this. That um, that person who said teachers and school staff should be willing to put that, what an absolutely pathetic, pathetic comment. I know people who have lost loved ones and and grandparents during this whole kind of pandemic. And, and and have still been working and have still been yeah. with the children and putting work up and doing all this. It's like, you know, Sir Knob of Head, shut up. <laughs> Get the hell off my screen, yeah. you absolute piece of work. Because it's at the end of the day, if this pandemic has, has taught us anything, it's a case of like, we now know who's important. We spoke about this. We now yeah. know in, in, in a... In a a pandemic in when the world is kind of on its knees who stepped up who 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 were important and you look at your shop workers your nhs workers your key workers staff your teachers your school staff everyone and, and i don't want anyone listening to this being like well you know what about this job and you this didn't job? say you I'm didn't the, say delivery drivers you didn't yeah, say delivery I'm drivers saying, i'm saying say postmen if, if you've been working during this or not been working during this, but keeping yourself safe and abiding by the rules. Let's just get through it together. It's just yeah. like, why are people, why are people that bothered? Why is he coming out and being like, teachers should do it? No, teachers and school staff should keep themselves safe, keep the ch- uh, children safe, keep their families safe. And you, you knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> it just, because it's no, but- like, ultimately, if there's one thing that's come from this pandemic, I think people are realizing no matter what job you're doing, it is just a job. And, you know, you're a long time dead. And here's the thing, you know, if you were to drop dead tomorrow, every school will replace you, but you won't be replaced within your family. And I think sometimes it's hard to put that in perspective and realize that, you know, as much as we are dedicated to our jobs, as much as we want to do our jobs to the best of our ability, there has to come a cutoff point where we can't be doing it at the detriment of being a dad and being a husband and being a son and, you know, 
And and I think a lot of teachers do struggle with that because teaching is a career or it's and we've talked about this loads where it has become all consuming. And there's this sort of unwritten rule in education where if you're not dedicating every minute of every day to your job, you're not good at what you're doing. When actually that's rubbish, you can be a really effective teacher and have a decent work life balance. That is possible in the same way you can be good at teaching but you don't have to sacrifice your life. You know, that's a stupid, it's just a stupid comment to make, but it made me think about, you know, um, you know how a few weeks ago we were talking about things that happen in films that just wouldn't happen in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm watching John Wick. I watched John Wick over the weekend. Great film. Um, Great film. uh, Really funny that he goes to those lengths because of of his dog. Spoiler alert. But it made me think, like, how many films do you come across where you've got some sort of, like, bad guy at the top? So he's, you know, drug de- you know, big drug dealer, whatever it might be. And then he has all these bodyguards around him who are just so willing to just sacrifice the life. And I think they must be getting paid. Like, what are they getting paid? Like, how much are they getting paid where they're willing to just be killed be cannon fodder for for you know john wick to just bang done dead like how much are they getting paid because i i often think like what must this home situation you know one of these bodyguards in one of these films any film it could be there's so many films where someone just goes on a you know a a cop wants revenge and goes on a killing spree and starts just murking everyone and i just think (laughs) take Here's Brian, right? Brian's job is he's a bodyguard to the biggest kingpin in the LA area. What's his morning looking like? Is he waking up next to his wife? Like, oh, what a beautiful morning. I'm going off to work. All right, have a good day. Right, your tea will be ready when you come back. Brian's just been murked. He's just been killed by John Wick. What's his pension plan? What is his wife getting (laughs) off the back of that? Like... Because ultimately, the kingpin's getting getting done as well by the end of the film. So there's no long-term benefits in that career, is you, there? You <laughs> are sounding, you are sounding so painfully old. Did you just hear yourself? <laughs> a, a bodyguard of a drug kingpin in a Hollywood movie. What is his pension <laughs> plan? <laughs> what, has, he got, has he got life insurance? Like... <laughs> Is his wife and kids getting taken care of when he gets when he gets executed oh, by John Wick? What the, these are the things I have to think about now because you know, and these are these are um, thoughts I never had before the pandemic. But obviously, with everything going on, you've, you've got to think about: Have I got things in place? If anything was to happen to me, are, are we are we in a position where obviously the kids and Claire are taken care of? Um, and and you know, Why, what thinking about are you bodyguarding for? No, but I'm just saying, you know, if anything, <laughs> when when the pandemic you, happens, the worst bodyguard. <laughs> uh, is there an app that can protect us? No, but you know, if if Siri, hey, Siri, how do I stop John Wick? <laughs> yeah, Siri, disable John Wick. I'd be like Siri, uh, John, John, just just a second, mate. Watch this, Siri. What is seven times eight? <laughs> John, if you yeah. can get this quicker than Siri, you can make me. If not, you're letting me go. And then you'd call in your henchmen. 
Harry and Charlie, your sons, but they'd be fighting with each other. But yeah. I'm getting there. <laughs> but it is so unrealistic how e- how willing people are to give up their lives in Hollywood films just to support someone who's probably not even paying them fairly. Who's probably not even giving them a. Do you know? Does that not? That's. I think that's a valid argument. That. It is, it's, it is, it is, but my God, you're talking Hollywood films. Like if <laughs> it's like, it's like you go back to the Armageddon point, you know, yeah. you go back to the Armageddon point that why did they send oil drillers <laughs> to space <laughs> to save the world when they had astronauts that had been trained for years? Where, why? Where, NASA. Why, not, why not? Why didn't they teach astronauts to dig yeah. rather than figures to be <laughs> but at the end of the day it wouldn't have been as good a film you know what yeah, so true. i just put this on i put this on level three and then it digs straight <laughs> through the hole <laughs> yeah um, it's true it's true anyway yeah he's covid i've got a, i've got some disgustings which i think it's uh i think people need Right, so let's just get a quick word from this week's sponsor again and then we'll get into some other features. As mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Springboard is coming to the UK. The maths competition loved by teachers in America is finally here. And Springboard gives children what they've been missing this year because of the pandemic, a chance to work and collaborate as a class whilst having loads of fun. It should help combat learning loss this year And in this 10-week practice challenge, your students don't just come together to practice math to try and stay at the top of the leaderboard. They also bridge learning gaps and master current year skills. There are prizes worth over £8,000 up for grabs. Weekly prizes will be given to the best performing classes, both at regional and national level. At the end of the 10 weeks, the top three classes with the most points will win the grand prize. So to get yourself involved, just go to... Oh, my God, that's... Disgusting! Oh, proper! Disgusting! Well, there's some money, yes? Right, so Disgustings this week. And I do want to say a little bit of a warning before the Disgustings because I was speaking to my wife and uh, she listens to the pod uh you know on her drives and stuff and she said the one bit that proper does turn a stomach is the disgustings but at the end of the day that that's you know that's what it says on the tin if something was was described as disgusting you wouldn't eat it so you know <laughs> listen it listen at your own your own will there's one here that got messaged to me on instagram and this is no word of lie you know this i have a high kind of uh, not pain. Well, I have a high pain threshold, but I have a, a high, like, disgusting threshold where I could see something disgusting, or, or you know, I, I, I'm the one who goes and picks up, you know, whatever it may be. I don't get yeah. that, like, sick at stuff. But this one just made my stomach do a little funny dance. Right. You know, just a tiny bit of Michael Flatley was my gutsly. <laughs> so, um, th- th- I'll tell you when that's coming up. The- these are just your little, your little, your little starters. Wait until your mains. <laughs> uh, so, one child chewed a pencil rubber, put it down. Another child picked it up and carried on chewing. 
<laughs> this is good. Was looking in another direction and a child sucked my finger whilst I wasn't looking. <laughs> Has he just been eating Doritos? <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. I always... Do you ever think of Al from Al's Toy Barn? <laughs> yeah. You think of that. Yeah. Do you remember his fingers in Toy Story 2? <laughs> yeah. Um, a reception child did a poo outside and asked his friend to get some leaves to wipe his bottom with. <laughs> Bear grill. I mean, you're talking, but you're using your noggin there. Leaves. Yeah. yeah, in the wilderness. I know, you know, I know kids who go pure hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> the fact that leaves, and you see some big leaves nowadays. Um, a child checked to see if his bum needed wiping after a poo by sticking his finger down there and sniffing it. Oh, God. Jesus. Now, now, disgustings are tough because when we first started doing disgusting things, and obviously we've got some really kind of amazing listeners from day one. We've got people that joined in the first lockdown, people who are recently joining. If we do, and I know I say this all the time, but if we do accidentally say one that we've already said, then obviously yeah. it's just because there are so many coming in and we we do so many episodes now. But this one, I can't remember. Do you remember this? A kid sneezed from three metres away and snot landed in my eyes. <laughs> uh, projectile snotting. I've not heard that one before. Three metres. Right. Hang on a second. Three That's what meters. I mean. So they were, they, were, they were about... Well... A sneeze from three metres away. Clearly, there was social distancing. Well, Um, we need to get on to Chris Whitty and be like, mate, we need to extend it by a couple more metres because we've got kids' projectiles snotting in our faces. I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. And then the fact that it went in the eyes. I mean, God God almighty. (laughs) (laughs) She had no idea what was going on. (laughs) Grimey, grimey. Um, right, and then we are reaching. What what did he say? The you know the Laquan say wow. What what's that one? Like you know the one where it's like the the top of the tree. No. <laughs> you know, the La Resistance. You know the the the, the main one. Yeah. The main. What event. is it? What is that I'm trying to say? It's like La Piste de Resistance. That's it, la piste de resistance. <laughs> I was saying, la je ne sais quoi. Right, here we go. Hi, guys. Love the pod. Been a listener from the beginning, so thanks for all the giggles. You're welcome. <laughs> I teach in Spain, so it helps me feel part of our own pod staff room. Well, wow. buenos dios, everybody. <laughs> Just had to share this disgusting story today. Nice. Oh, are you ready? Go on. Get ready for some some Irish jigs <laughs> in the old tummy. A reception boy comes out the toilet having had a massive dump. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what great chat. How do you know it's, it was massive? What did the kid do to signal it was a massive dump? Like bad. the smell, was it the smell? Did the child come out and just sort of stretch off like oh all the the aggression of, of the noise coming from the cubicle <laughs> yeah the splash so a reception 
A reception boy comes out of the toilet having had a massive dump. It stinks. I cheerfully reminded him to wash his hands. <laughs> what, a, what a great adverb. Cheerfully. Wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to wash hey, I know you've just done a mess. I know you've just done a massive dump. Wash your hands. It then says, he stood there and licked his hands all over and said, and said, that'll do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That'll do, pig. That'll do. That, that, that is horrendous oh my word it? That, oh, it, did it did it get, did it do it to you yeah if, if anyone's yeah. listening to this if you had a bit of you know lord of the dance going on in the old tum tum <laughs> you let us know because that honestly it did something to me that i was literally thinking oh man no no it, <laughs> i just don't like that anyway i don't like like because there was always i had a kid in my class at primary school i always remember i won't i won't name drop because it's harsh. Well, it's not harsh. It's still weird. But I won't name drop. But they used to lick their arms all the time. Really? And it, it yeah, yeah. And, and and it's just not, I'm just not about that at all. Even though with the amount, <laughs> with the amount of Donna meat that I go through, I think I'd taste pretty good, to be honest. But just the way you yeah, said, I'm no. not about that at all. Who is? <laughs> <laughs> it is about <laughs> uh, right uh, we'll get on to the next feature let's get some teacher injuries in late night limp home work sucks I know I got injured in my school and now I feel like a fool saying so I will not go Saturday and I want to go home so all the stories that I've got for this week just came off one post I put up asking for you know to share some of your stories and we got some brilliant ones so there's a couple of injuries in here um on my placement during my PGCE the kids asked me to play kickball with them stepped up to the plate took a huge swing and had a cracker of a kick. Set off with a sh- <laughs> set off with a snap. Oh, sorry. Set off with a step and snap. My Achilles popped. <laughs> oh! Beautiful May day, and all the school was stuck inside at lunchtime, staring out the window while the ambulance treat me on the field. Oh, that's okay. just that's just so sad, isn't it? <laughs> Do you not think? I You're just think that's everyone. so that's so so sad. You'd, <laughs> you'd, just to be lay on the field, everyone inside, paramedics. It's my worst nightmare. That honestly, I just think it's uh, it's great that she leathered the ball, but then as soon as she took a step, the Achilles went. <laughs> she must have been so proud as the ball was sailing over, and then it was taking a step. <laughs> that meant the Achilles went. I right. have a hundred percent stumped out. Yeah, <laughs> it's kickball, kickball like footy rounders, is it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'd have, I'd have ran to fourth, stumped out, gone over, and been like, "Yeah, you're out." <laughs> While she's like writhing in pain. 
Play ball. Game on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I was um I was invigilating, is that right? Invigilating a year 10 examiner school hall. I was walking along in front of them on a raised platform. I slipped and fell down the three steps straight into a desk at the bottom of the steps, sent the desk flying along with the child's exam papers and ended up on my bottom. There was a sharp intake of breath from the students, which very quickly turned into giggles once they realized I was physically okay. So glad I was wearing uh, trousers, <laughs> which made me... Um, I mean, if that was an exam, would you not just use that as an excuse to be like, I can't concentrate because uh, that just really, really tickled me. Um, no, because did it hit you with like, have the extra time? Yeah. Because you know, there's always, because I used to get extra time in exams and then, you know, everyone had, everyone would leave the hall and then you'd be there, you'd, you'd get hit with the extra time and no one wanted that. <laughs> right, a couple more. I, um... I was teaching you, yeah, I was teaching, this is, this is sort of like a hybrid injuries with, with a bit of a burn in there and very quick from the child, to be fair. I was teaching a year five, six class a few years ago. We were talking about what we'd do at the weekend. One child suggested I deserved a glass of wine as it had been a tough week. I walked from the front of the classroom to the back and tripped over a, chi- a child, uh, tripped over the leg of a child's chair, flying to the back of the room. Quick as a flash, a child said, "I think she's already had the bottle." <laughs> I was. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's so so good for a year five six. That is top grade banter. That I think she's already had the bottle. I was mortified. Go a long that. way then. Yeah. I was mortified as a whole class laughed. Thankfully, I was able to laugh it off. Um, right, one more. Let me think. Yeah. Right, I'm, uh, I'm an NQT this year, and my second day in the classroom teaching, I stepped backwards and tripped over a crate of home learning. I felt myself going down and desperately tried to windmill my arms, failed, fell against the smart board, which then swung dangerously off its bracket, I slid down the screen and landed on my bum inside the crate. All this in front of 30 open-mouthed children. I was absolutely mortified and had the biggest bruise for weeks across my calf and bum. Well, that's one way to break yourself into your NQT class, isn't it? It's, uh, (laughs) as we always say, it can't get any worse than bailing it, knocking the smart board off its hinges and just ending up in a pile of home learning books. So... You know, if you can recover it from that. Like a proper, it sounded like a proper slapstick home alone fall, didn't it? Like smash <laughs> yeah. off the smart board. Smart board swings round. I land in a whatever uh, quality. Right, I've got some uh, teacher burns as well. A child has just rinsed you. Grab that red paper towel now. Hold your head in shame to Mr. B's in a podcast. So this first one is not so much of a straight up burn. It's a bit more of a accidental burn. But once I had a lad lad who broke wind a lot and it was really smelly, year nine. I asked him to leave the room if he needed to fart again. Soon enough, he walked to the door, opened it 
and turned to face the class. The assistant vice principal, who had been at the door, let out a scream as he just ripped <laughs> one straight onto her. <laughs> It, it almost felt like the teacher's gone. Listen, Lewis, pal, have you got one brewing? Yeah, Mrs. Dodgson's at the door. Do you want to go and <laughs> do you want to just go and drop one straight on her? The, the <laughs> dirty, the dirty plan. <laughs> yeah, this one made me laugh. Walking down the corridor with a group of Year Seven, one boy, Miss, you look like that woman from Notting Notting Hill. Me, oh, do you mean Julia Roberts? Boy, nah. The scruffy one who wants to be a friend. <laughs> Is she talking about Hugh Grant's sister in it? I think so, yeah. Oh, Reese fans. Hugh Grant's, Hugh Grant's flatmate. No. <laughs> that is... That is so, that is so, so good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, while remote teaching at nine months pregnant last year, one wee boy tried to wish me a nice rest before the baby arrived. His words were, Mrs. Hood, you were the best teacher. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, world book day and I was eight months pregnant another pregnant so I didn't dress up a child in year three asked me why I hadn't dressed up I said it was tricky finding a world book day costume to fit an eight months pregnant woman they don't appear to have a maternity range child said all right well what about the guy from Thomas the Tank Engine you know the one in charge of all the engines you could have come as him me what the fat controller (laughs) I love it. I honestly love it. I love it. And then this last one, one morning. Uh, a primary five kid got me with an old school burn I never saw coming. Sweet girl. They're always the d- dangerous ones. Smart, bright, polite. Stood in our line at three o'clock on a Friday, ready to leave the classroom for the weekend. With the bell about to go, she says to me, can you spell happiness for me? I know it starts with a H, but what's after that? I reply with, well, it's A-P-P-I-N-E-S-S. And she goes, <laughs> you're a penis. <laughs> Bell goes, teacher shell-shot. She trots out the door. Have a good weekend, mister. I just stood there with a, what the F has just happened? Look on my face. And maybe a sense of foolishness, pride that I'd been totally had by a 10-year-old. Happiness days. <laughs> I might use so that one. Funny, um, that is so good. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. I love them. I love the accidental ones and I love the ones that are just, you don't even realise. Um, yeah, just... yeah, I've got a couple more uh, stories to share. So we'll just get the listener stories jingle going. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listener stories. Uh, uh, Mr. P's bringing the heat, uh. Ha ha, can y'all hear that? Can y'all hear that? Ha ha, check it out, yeah. During a farming trip with year five, six, the children were particularly taken with handling the newborn chicks. So taken, in fact, 
that we had to remove three chicks from po- pockets when we were on the coach, <laughs> trying to smuggle oh. the chicks home. That wasn't me, I swear. I wasn't trying to cover it in herbs and spices. <laughs> I worked in a reception class every year. Sorry, I worked in a reception class, and every year we had caterpillars delivered. We put them inside the butterfly basket, and after a few days, one of our little ones looked into the basket and said, Look, they've turned into a clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> This is just, this is a bit of an O to be fair. Many years ago, I remember one student looking at this globe and getting very excited. Miss, miss, look, I found where Michael Jackson lives. I walked over as he exclaimed, look, it's the Netherlands. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) No. (laughs) When teaching primary one about gender, and introducing them to the words penis and vulva. Primary one, how old's that? <laughs> is primary one old? Anyway, introducing them to the words penis and vulva, a little girl shouts out, but my daddy has a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> what is that word? What, vulva? Yeah. It's part of the ladies' anatomy down there, isn't it? The vulva. Is it? Yeah. I can't I can't remember exactly what part of it is, but yeah, it's just part of the Of course you can't. <laughs> yeah. Of course you can't. Claire will back that up. You have no idea where anything is down there. <laughs> but the the fact the child but but my daddy has a Volvo. <laughs> Not talking about cars. Um what about this one? Grass, a uh, little grass, grasses. So one year six, uh, sorry, one six-year-old told me that it was a really good helper at home. He always went in the shed with his dad to weigh out the drugs. Turns out his dad was a massive drug dealer in the area. <laughs> wow. How gutted would you Has be if, you, if your kid just grassed you up? Um, <laughs> right, this one's, this one. Imagine this dropping out. So... I also worked in a preschool room at nursery. One day at the home time, a girl was picked up by a mum. And as she was walking out the room, so she turns and yells to the nursery assistant, see you later, Emily, when mum is at work. Yep, had to swiftly remove mum from the room and calm her down. As it turned out, Emily had gotten quite close to dad and mum had no idea. yeah so just to just to go through those details again mum picks up the daughter the daughter yells at one of the nursery assistants see you later emily when mum's at work and it turns out emily's having it off with the dad (laughs) while mum's at work oh Oh, god (laughs) grim uh, reading a year one, reading with a year one child, asked the title of the book. He proudly announced, "Nobed wants to play." The book was called "Nobody Wants to Play." <laughs> Michael Wilshire wants to play. Eating hot dinners. One child says to another, "What's this called?" A hamburger. You eat it like this. Picks up and takes a bite. Ah, that's why it's called a hand burger. 
just so innocent. Fair shouts. <laughs> Great shouts. Um, reading our class book, me, would anyone like to have a guess what interstellar could mean? Child. Ah, me dad's interstellar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. And then last one for today. A little boy who came to one of my groups used to say, this is boring. I'm bored. This is boring. At least 10 times in a session. One day I bumped into him in the corridor and he said, am I coming to you today, miss? I replied, yes, you are. And you're not going to say the B word, are you? Meaning boring, obviously. And he replied very loudly, nah, I won't say bastard. And walked off. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Oh, Oh, God. They're just all from one post on my Facebook page. So all the other stories they had lined up, we've not even touched this week because so many of them were were absolute gold. But what we thought we'd finish with for this episode, because it's been a while, (laughs) is we'd do a good old flashback throwback. So let's throw out the jingle, uh, because I know it's a listener favourite and we've not had it in a while. And then we'll get into our picks for this week's flashback. So this week's flashback or the first flashback of 2021 we're going to make it a music one so we're going to jump back to the early noughties late 90s early noughties um when you had an influx of teen comedy films like american pie road trip all those sort of films and they always used to have amazing soundtracks um from it's a weird genre so it's sort of like punk rock sort of the american punk rock uh pop rock it's like they're not like it's like not too hardcore it's not but it's like you know it's just it was when it was back in the day you know it was chains on jeans yeah it was was, study yeah it was it was Exactly. And it was themed T-shirts, hats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was... Bands hats. Like moshing, kind of moshy days, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Everyone went through those sort of... Like, you, you could... There was a there was a, a, a sort of a, a scale, wasn't there? So if you went too far, you'd become a bit too emo. And then too far... You just... Everyone like, went through... They're like Slipknot and Corn. Yeah, yeah, we're not going that, we're not going that, we're not going Slipknot, no way. But we're talking like, yeah, the soundtracks to those teen films that we used to love is, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is what we're going with. So um, three, three song choices. And actually, when we decided on this, when we started looking, there are so many absolute bangers, just straight up bangers. Um, they just they are this, they're absolutely mint yeah so I'll throw my first shout out which is going to be one of Blink 182 who were Blink 182 were probably the biggest band of that time most memorable band I kind of feel like they 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 you know with all the small things when you know the music video is like ripping 
the Backstreet Boys video. Yeah, yeah. They were like, they kind of, I don't know whether they put it on the map, I might be wrong, but they, they were the ones that were a bit like, oh, I. Yeah, I'd say they were, I'd say they were the, yeah. But I'm not going for the obvious, I'm not going for the obvious or the small things. My favourite Blink-182 song is... Can you name it, Adam? Uh, uh, took her out. Yeah. It was a Friday night. It's a feeling night. Yeah, yeah. What's my age again, isn't it? Yeah. Because I, I still have that on my playlist now. Because it's... Uh, and there's a bit the t- road away from me. I love it. Um, so that's my first choice what's my age again Blink 182 I mean there's a few Blink 182 songs that could have been chosen as well like what's the other one Um, First Date is so good Uh, Mutt is so good because that's like American American Pie in it that's the one where that's the soundtrack where yeah between Jim's running back Nadia in the bedroom isn't it (laughs) yeah yeah. Oh God, I love that. I yeah, love. That. So, my first choice is, and it's a shame, really. I mean, you still kind of hear a bit of Blink One Eight Two the other time, but uh, you know, this band have gone very quiet. And uh, they, they, but they were big. They were big in the early noughties. I know my. I know Kim. Kim loved a bit of this, and it's going to be this one. <laughs> I mean, that is... Is that Sum 41? Sum 41. Now, it was an absolute toss-up between that and Fat Lip. Yeah. If you remember Fat Lip, Fat Lip was... (laughs) Which, again, when you hear it, it's just American Pie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is is In Too Deep part... Is it American Pie 2 where they're all at the party and they're doing, like, they're raising the glasses to each other? I'm not sure. That's what it reminds me of, like when you're at a party in the summer and you've just got your red cup and you're just like nodding to your mates, like this is it, lads. That's 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 what I think that song is. Something's telling me. I love it. Yeah. Um, Right. This is my second choice, and again, I think this was from a. This was from an American Pie film, I think. And this one somehow came, it was on something I was watching recently and it got whacked back in the playlist, back in the mix. It was an absolute tune. Sleeping with my clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) The window last night. They all had that kind of voice. I love it. <laughs> love it. Oh my own worst um, enemy. <laughs> um, that is a good tune. I'm going to go for one now. This band, um, the All American Rejects. Now, yeah. I'm pretty sure. You know, I don't know whether they had that many more tunes. I wasn't that into, but this one. to know when we live so 
such fragile lives. It's what film was that, that from? It's the best way we survive. <laughs> um, it was John Tucker's Tucker Ah, yeah. Oh, I'll make when, you my dirty little secret. When, when John Tucker and John Tucker was a devastator. If you don't, if you don't, if you've not seen, if you've not seen John Tucker Must Die, and you like a bit of a team rom com kind of thing, get it watched because it's it's um, the gardener out of a. Uh, the gardener out of a Desperate Housewives, yeah. and he looks far too old for high school. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what you, when you look back, that's the one thing that you notice more of, don't you? Like, <laughs> yeah. geez, I, how did I believe that he was in high school? I know. Um, and it was when he was basically like four timing these girls, and the girls ended up teaming up to like get him back. I, I reckon. My, I based my photography pal on John Tucker. <laughs> And I still, I still use it. But I always remember when, he, when he's walking through the halls, he's like the jock in the jacket. Yeah. He's walking through and it's just like, I'll give you my dirty little secret. Everyone high-fiving him. And I was just like, oh, I'd love to be an American. Wasn't Ashanti in that one? Ashanti was in that one. Yeah, um, yeah there's a, a, few, a few big names. Which yeah, are all around the corner. Living it up. <laughs> Um, John Tucker must die, baby. <laughs> uh, right, so uh, we've got to give an honourable mention for me, and because the last song, I was I was stuck between two. So honourable mention for a legendary band of that era, which was the Offspring, and my favourite Offspring song, "Want You Bad." No, these in my mind. <laughs> Love yeah, that song. Yeah, it's a tune. That is an absolute banger. But of course, Offspring were always known for Pretty Fly for a White Guy. And um, what was the other one they did? Original Prankster. But Want You Bad was my favourite. But I'm going, for the, for my final choice, I'm going this one. It's been Bare Naked Ladies, One Week. That's a good tune. It is. What's that bit... out of? American. What are we doing? Ding. I mean, da 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 da. Yeah. Is this the one where he goes? I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Is that yeah, that yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, that was yeah. just an American Pie. I like. I don't think there's another film that represents my teenage years better than American Pie. That was just my. Yeah. Cause you're a captain. Come quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's why your mates named you Jim <laughs> um, right my last song and this actually does I'm pretty I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this was um, this was American Pie 3 The Wedding now now you're talking about like summed up your kind of teen years when American Pie The Wedding came out I remember me and my mate I'm sure we saw it twice in a day uh, you know, like with the group of girls we used to hang around with. Yeah. And this song, uh, and I'll see if you remember the band. Is it... Um, ready for it? 
I don't ever wanna, I don't ever wanna be you. I wanna be the other Mr. P. <laughs> is it good Charlotte? This is the anthem. It is good Charlotte, yeah, with the anthem. I what think I cheap. prefer Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. Girls <laughs> <laughs> complaining. I mean, now Always complaining. <laughs> nah, it's all about the anthem. All about the anthem. Uh, did you ever go through a stage of wanting to try and ride a skateboard, but never been able to do it? <laughs> what, standing on it, just breaking under my weight? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, oh, like, no. just like, hey guys, hey mom, dad, come and look at me on this skateboard. The skateboard just not moving, <laughs> me just wobbling on it. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I did, I did, you know, back in the day, the, I liked that music and stuff, but I never went that far. But, but like we've spoke about this before, the furthest I went is I had the, the Limp Biscuit red hat. Yeah. Um, I did like Limp Biscuit back in the day, but my friends, so we like Limp Biscuit, and then I liked kind of, I liked a bit of Papa Roach and stuff like that. But then a couple of my mates. What was that Papa Roach song? What's the most famous Papa Roach song? Suffocation, no breathing. <laughs> it's a, this is my last resort. Oh man, I used to love it. Um, and yes, yeah, so, and then I always remember there was one there. Uh, do you remember? Um, what tune was that? Oh no. It was something about, oh no. Was it called Chop Suey? Is that right? System of a Down, do you remember that? You want to? But yeah, a bit so- further down the scale. They were back, yeah, they were, yeah. But then, um, then my, like a couple of my friends went to like a Slipknot concert and asked if I wanted to go, and I said no, because like that that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, people like it. I don't have an issue, but it's not me at all. No. Like it's just no. like you are a piece of turd. I'm just like now I'm just gonna keep rolling, 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 rolling. See you later, guys. Um. So yeah, but I mean, then tunes. If people, people are you know are listening to this, surely that is bringing back some feels of back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Now the sun's out. Absolutely. Right. So there we go. We'll get the uh, we'll get the vote up on um, the Facebook group at some point. We'll have to work out best way of doing it. Might have to be on the Insta stories. We'll see. Um, and that brings us to the end of another episode, guys. Where does the time go? So thank you so much for listening. Uh, a reminder to get your tickets for our live episode on the 1st of April. Um, make sure you get your tickets. My, why not treat your teacher BFF, your TA, your friend, colleagues, whatever it might be, get them involved as well. Um, please keep supporting the podcast, sharing it with your friends, getting over and getting involved in the podcast Facebook group. If you can also go on Apple Podcasts and leave a review, we'll be very, very grateful. So thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, And we will see you next week. Goodbye.